Hey guys, Kathleen Carnelli here. I am so excited to get back into the scriptures today. We're going to be reading from James chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. And we're going to be talking about the word religion. What does the Bible have to say about it? Is it God-made? Is it man-made? And why has it become such a dirty word in our culture? Something that people don't want to talk about and often avoid. When I first came to Christ, I remember there was a popular saying that was, it's not about religion, it's about relationship. And I noticed that people really distanced themselves from this thing called religion. And what I came to find was that the reason this was, was because of what religion represented to so many people. It meant bondage, control, fear, uncertainty, not measuring up, feeling distant from God. And then we look throughout history and we see how religion was used to manipulate people, to gain dominance. But I realized it wasn't religion that was the culprit. It was the heart of man that used religion to gain power, control, and gain. The Apostle Paul tells us in Galatians chapter 1, verse 13, For ye have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure... I persecuted the church of God and wasted it and profited in the Jews' religion above many of my equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. So Paul, as a Jew, was very zealous. And unfortunately, he got to a point where he ended up persecuting the church of God. But we have to remember, Jesus was a Jew. His disciples were Jews. Religion didn't force Paul's hand in the persecution. There was a spirit behind that. And I tell you, the spirit of Antichrist is what comes against the children of God. And of course, this was before he came to meet Jesus on the road to Damascus and his life was changed forever. But religion itself is a set of ideals, of principles, beliefs, disciplines. And we know that there are many false religions in the world that create a God of their own imagination or try to make their own way to God. But the Bible tells us there is a true religion here on earth, a pure religion that is undefiled by man and made by God. This is the religion that we are going to be talking about today. So go grab your Bible, a pencil, a notebook. I'll grab my uke and then we will dive into God's word together. Fireify us, sanctify us, Holy Spirit, burn inside us, all for your glory, Lord. Fireify us, sanctify us, Holy Spirit, purify us. For your glory, Lord, yeah, all for your glory, Lord. We thank you for your word this morning. We thank you that you are the potter and we are the clay. So shape us, mold us, refine us. We give you all the glory and praise forever in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's pick it up in James chapter 1, starting in verse 26. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. 
So here we see the word religion. And in this context, it's talking about someone who is devoted or given to God. And we see here how it says, if someone seems to be religious and yet doesn't bridle their own tongue, meaning they're giving their mouths over to corrupt communication, could be gossip, could be slander, backbiting, cursing, whatever it might be. James is telling us that this is a hypocritical way to live. To act like you're devoted to God and yet you're not even taming your own tongue. He says you're deceiving your own self. Last week we studied out the four verses before this. And the context of this section of scripture is talking about not being just a hearer of the word, but a doer as well. Actually living out God's word in our lives and not just claiming to be religious. But here's the thing. The Bible tells us that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so when we're speaking these things, it's actually showing what's really inside. And like we talked about last week, our mouths have the power to lead our whole bodies, which is something we want to remember when we're speaking things over ourselves, to ourselves, or to others. How are we leading? When we speak corruptly, Like it says here, we aren't fooling God, just ourselves. And like it goes on to say, it's in vain. Religion can't fix an inner problem of the heart. Only Jesus can do that. He washes us, cleanses us, sanctifies us from the inside out. Religion works from the outside in. So it can never justify us before God. And yet, there is a type of religion that God has designed for us to walk in, to align with, and to glorify God in. And that we read about in verse 27. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. So this is it. Pure religion designed by God. And how do we fulfill this? How do we walk in this? Well, it really all comes down to this. The two greatest commandments that Jesus told us that all the law and the prophets hang upon. Remember, Jesus said to love your neighbor as yourself. And how does this fulfill pure religion? Because when we do this, we will visit the fatherless. We will give of our time, talent, and treasure to those in need. We will visit the widows and their afflictions. We will be doers of the word. And then, of course, to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. And when we do this, when we love him like that, hearing and loving his word, we will keep ourselves unspotted from the world. We will want to live a holy life and set apart for him. It's not hard when we love him like that. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And it is written, be holy as I am holy. Pure religion will be fulfilled. So he has given us his word, not to have a form of godliness, like it says in 2 Timothy 3.15, or religion based off of knowledge that's up here in our heads, but pure religion that's undefiled will pour out of a heart that is fully devoted and consecrated to him. The living word inside of us, now living the word outside of us. This is the religion of God. As the word comes in, May it flow out. Just like a potter's knife could be used for harm, 
It is meant to trim, shape, and sculpt the clay into the creation it is meant to be. And in the same way, religion is a tool designed by God that is made to help people, not to hurt people. And though we've seen this word tainted in so many ways and so many times, may we not let Satan rob us of what is pure and rightfully ours for our benefit. Isaiah 64 verse 8 says, But now, O Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay, and thou our potter, and we are the work of thy hand. So though religion doesn't save us, only the potter can do that. But may we let the purity of its form inspire us and guide us to be more like Jesus. I love you guys. And we will pick up right here where we left off, starting in James chapter 2 next week. I'll be right here, same time, same place. Remember, you can study with me every Wednesday, and we will tune into God's Word together. God is good.